Welcome to South Shore Piano. I'm your host, Jonathan Roberts, and on this podcast, we talk with students, parents, teachers, and other leaders in the arts to find out exactly how music education is changing lives every day. My guest today is 12-year-old Sophie Smith. Sophie has been taking piano since she was five years old, so she's been playing for seven years, doing phenomenally well, making progress every year. She is an avid participant in the Royal Conservatory Certificate Program, now working on her level four exam, and she's actually made her Carnegie Hall debut through that program. The Royal Conservatory has a celebration of excellence recital every year where they invite the top scorers for each level to perform at Carnegie Hall. And Sophie participated in that in 2018, so she can officially say she's made her Carnegie Hall debut. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Sophie. Hi. All right, Sophie, we're going to start with a really, really silly question that has nothing to do with music at all because this is a fun, silly show. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. If you could choose a superpower, would it be being able to fly or being able to be invisible? And why? Um, probably fly, because if you were invisible and you wanted actually to show somebody something, they wouldn't be able to see you. So they wouldn't know what you're trying to show them. Or if you were trying to like get someone's attention without like talking to someone, they would not be able to see you so that they couldn't like, so I guess you couldn't exactly communicate with them without just talking to them. Ah, so be, be, having the power of invisibility would make your social life difficult then. Yes. I love how well thought that was. Okay. Awesome. Love it. So Sophie, you started piano when you were five years old. What do you remember from those early experiences, what it was like? Um, so I started piano. I when I so I went to school and then after school I would do piano with my music teacher. She actually started me with piano. Um, that year, my brother Austin also started. At first, it was difficult, but it was really fun because it was, because I was learning a talent that most people want to have and want to know how to do, like play piano, um, but they don't have like the, time to learn and they so it's like special to have to learn a talent like that it felt like it was becoming this special thing that was just yours yes <laughs> excellent so how long were you taking it sounds like you were doing some sessions with your teacher at school and then after a certain point mom and dad put you in actual like formal piano lessons yeah so I, from what i know um, this is a that, while ago. Most of us can't remember yeah. anything from five years old, so I'm very impressed <laughs> right now. After that, I'm pretty sure we started with Miss Lauren. Um, and then, so Austin did Suzuki at that time. I just, I had started with the favor books. And, oh, okay. Traditional. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and like I started some classical pieces. Got it. Very cool. So what are some of your favorite kinds of music? Um, I like pop music and I like classical music. Who are some of your favorite pop artists? 
Um, I'm not sure what my favorites are, but from like music, like what they, what types of music they make and how they do it. I like Marshmallow. I like Olivia Rodrigo. And I like, hmm, I'm not sure. That's okay. Uh, it's a big question. It's like picking yeah, your favorite child, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so many different artists to choose from. Totally. It sounds like you like all different kinds of music. You're you're very much open to anything. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Now, you've been on a steady upward trajectory for these seven years. I mean, nobody goes totally uh, upward. I mean, we all have our challenges. That's just how it is when you're, whenever you learn anything new. But how have you kept at it this long? Seven years is a long time. It's awesome. It's what we always go for as music teachers. What would you say has sustained you through that? Or tell me, what, what is a week in the life of Sophie like? When, when do you practice? How do you practice? What's your routine been like that's made you uh, keep going for seven years? Um, I'm not sure exactly how I kept seven years uh, for doing piano for seven years. Um, but I feel like just as you learn new like parts of piano and how like learning new notes, like you went from like the quarter note to like, um, like 16th notes, like it's, it's really cool. And you can play a uh, more of a variety of the more notes you know how to play. So I guess what's kept me going is like how I just, um, how like different um, like pieces have come since I've been learning more every year. Um, so it's a bigger variety that I can choose from. Um, I usually practice, I usually practice either in the afternoon or towards the nighttime. It's actually pretty relaxing playing something. That's great. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I, I usually start with, when I start playing piano, I usually start with like scales to warm up my fingers or some like easier songs that I know how to play, um, like review songs. Uh -huh. I'll, I like to practice one or two of my favorite pieces that I've been learning or I've learned already um, first too, because that helps me warm my fingers because I like to play it and I really want to. Then I start to go into the stuff I have to really practice a lot. I'll like take out pieces of the song and like really practice them. It's, I feel like learning a song is, it feels like learning how to read. Yes. Like a book because you have to, like you go like piece, like word by word. And then for a piece, you go like note by note or phrase by phrase. Totally. I love the language analogy. We're always comparing music to language because it's like its own language, right? Yes. Often called the international language because you could perform in China or Italy. And even though they can't speak English, they'll still love you for your playing because they can understand yes. your music. Love the language analogy. All right, there's so much awesome stuff that you said there that I would love to talk more about. 
you said that it sounded like you were saying that as you learn new skills, as you learn like a new concept in music, so going mm -hmm. from like quarter notes to learning how to do rhythms with eighth notes or 16th notes, that it starts to open up more exciting opportunities. And then that's what kind of excites you about continuing with the music stuff. Do I have that right? Yes. Do you know what your favorite new skill is that you've learned recently? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure, but, um, I feel like, so when you start, you learn very slowly. Um, I feel like now I can learn things faster than I used to. I can actually play things fast, like faster songs. So you're becoming faster at learning. Yeah. Having worked through those initial slower, not as fast phases. Yes. Not the fun ones. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then your practice routine, which I also love. It sounds like you start with scales to get warmed up. Yes. Love it. And then you start with some of the easier review pieces. Is that now is, you said it's relaxing, which I love to hear, of course. Is the whole thing relaxing even when you work on like the harder, newer stuff? Or is it more the scales and the review stuff that's relaxing? And then it's like, okay, like now it's time to get to work. It's like in a song where like at the be like a piece of music at the beginning and the end are kind of the same. And the middle is like more exciting. I feel like uh -huh. it's kind of practicing. So it's like, it's like relaxing at the beginning and the end. And then the middle is like where it's most, um, I feel like it gets more intense, I guess. Uh-huh. Oh, I like that. It's almost like athletic training, right? Like yeah. you're warming up and then you're going to dig in and do like the muscle building stuff. Yeah. And then you have your cool down at the end. Yes. That's so cool. I love it. So that leads into my next question is we all go through the speed bumps, the places that aren't coming as quickly that you have to power through. And that's where mm -hmm. a lot of people can get discouraged. And then the progress slows down and it's hard to like pick that up again. How do you power through those kinds of places when you run through them, when you run into them? Um, I try to think about what's after learning the song, like how like fun it is to like um, share it with other people. Even when you're just learning, you like to share like I've learned like this much in a day, like and it's exciting to them to see how much you can learn um, in a certain amount of time, I feel like. Cool. So it sounds like you're saying that you think about sort of the end results to push you through yeah. the hard parts. Do I have that right? Yes. And then how does it feel once you've conquered your challenge and you've leveled up? It feels really great. <laughs> Very cool. And it sounds like you also really enjoy playing for other people as well. Yes. I like to perform. You've been performing pretty regularly since you started, right? Yes. So do you remember, since you started piano at age five, do you remember much before age five? Or from your perspective, is it like you've always had piano this entire time? Well, I mean, sometimes it feels that way because I started so young. But when I was little, I would always like get up to like dance to a song even when I was like two or three um, and like, just like, even like pretend like maybe like if I like saw something that I could like, like um, make music out of, like just like padding a table or something, 
I would like do that for fun. Just, oh, cool. Yeah. So you've always enjoyed music and have acted through music, whether it's banging on something or just dancing around? Yeah. Even before piano? Yes. Do you still do that? Um, not really, but I do like to sing to songs now. Yes, and you have recently been doing more playing and singing together. Yes. Right? As I recall, that's a, sort of a new thing as of a couple of years ago. Um, well, kind of. I mean, I've always loved to sing to songs, and I've always wanted to learn more about singing. So, and then this summer, I did a play in my neighborhood because we couldn't do anything. There was no camps, no nothing. Yes. So our neighborhood just, we chose a movie. We chose the movie Frozen. And nice we, choice. Yes. Um, and we just, like, we tried, we, like, um, took some scenes out and we put, since our neighborhood has is big and it has a lot of children in it. Uh-huh. So we used, so we all got together and we made a play. Um, it was really fun to show the parents and our neighbors. Um, I s knew I wanted to take singing lessons once I started, once I play, once I did that play and I performed it in front of people because in Frozen, there's a lot of singing involved. Right. And so you have to, um, so you have to use like your voice more. It's not like just like talking like us. Right. Like a regular, it's not like a regular play. Yeah. It's very musical. It's kind of like a musical thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it, it basically, it, well, most, most Disney stuff is a musical basically, right? Yeah. In some animated fashion. Very cool. So your neighborhood did this self-produced play. You just did it yeah. on your own, which I think is so awesome. Presented it to all of your parents, and then that inspired you to pursue the singing route. Do I have that yeah. right? Yes. I love it. So how it, that leads to my next question. How or what has music meant to you during COVID? We're a little over a year now. So during this time where life has been very, very different from normal, how would you say music has, what, what role has music played in your life over the past year? I mean, during COVID, um, everything just like shut down. Like there was no school for like two weeks straight. I couldn't do gymnastics anymore, which I usually do. Um, and I feel like, music was the only thing that I could really do, which was fun and I loved doing besides, cause I didn't have really any else to do anything else to do. Right. Yeah. Besides That's... probably like go outside or something. Yes. So music was one of your few activities that kept going. Yeah. I mean, of course, we had to go online. We couldn't continue face to face, but but it kept going undeterred. Yes. It sounds like. I feel like music has was the first thing that actually, um, I guess, became open because 
technically you don't have to be together to actually make music. Yeah, that's true. You just, you really just need yourself and creativity. Totally. I love your profound answer, Sophie. It's very cool. <laughs> Thank now, you. Not many 12-year-olds can say they played at Carnegie Hall. That's something that some people go their whole lives trying to get after, and you did it at age like 9 or 10. What was that experience like? Um, at first, it was very nerve-wracking until you find how many people actually do it. I was probably number 18 out of 50. Yeah, it was a big recital. Yeah, so <laughs> Austin was like 43 or something. We were like so far apart. I feel like it's not as big as you think. It's like, um, the room is like actually pretty small. Like it's not like you can invite like a lot of people. Right. You played in the smaller recital hall, right? Not the yeah. huge, huge hall. Right. Yeah. And so there's like many halls. Um, I feel like the lights are so bright. <laughs> you like can't see anything past the stage. It's like all darkness except like shapes of someone. Just like you can't see their facial expression or anything because it's so bright and all the lights are on you. They're just shadows behind the brightness. Yeah. I feel like for me, I tried not to look at the lights because I probably would have been blinded because <laughs> it was so bright. Um, when playing, at it's at first you feel so nervous, but once you just start, you kind of relax and it feels and it it's so quiet in there because when you're playing, everybody's so quiet and it feels like you're in a room by yourself. So it's not as like scary. And once you finish, it feels amazing. Awesome. And how many people would you say were at that concert? If you had to just sort of guess. Guess maybe 150 to 200 maybe. I think that at, sure. at least at least that many people, I think. Yeah. When, when that recital is packed, which it was. Yeah. So after, so it sounds like when you, performed once you got going once you got past that sort of initial like oh my gosh this is going to be scary then it was kind of you were like in the zone do i have that right yeah yeah and then it felt like the most amazing thing ever after yes did you ever think you'd be on a podcast two years later talking about the experience no <laughs> <laughs> love it that's what we're here for so last question looking ahead at the future of sophie smith five, 10, 20 years from now, how do you see music being a part of your life? I feel like it would be, it's going to be always something that I would love to do in my free time. Like maybe like if I get home from, I don't know, whatever. And I have some free time to just like relieve some stress or something to just sit down and just play. Cool. Will you, will you please keep performing even when you're an adult? Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Sophie. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Thank you, everyone out there listening. Again, this is South Shore Piano, and I'm your host, Jonathan Roberts. This is the official podcast of the South Shore Piano School, where we talk with students, parents, teachers, and other leaders about exactly how music education is changing and shaping lives every day. If you enjoyed this, do hit the subscribe button on the podcasting app of your choice so you get new episodes when they're released. We release new episodes every Monday and Friday. Or if you're checking us out on the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit subscribe there so that you're among the first to get new episodes. You can also check us out at our website, southshorepianoschool.com, as well as our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.